0: Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded October 31st, 2022. I'm Lori Calvasina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today in the podcast, we reflect on hot topics and some of the most interesting things we saw and heard last week. Three big things you need to know. First, we revisited the international revenue exposure of the major U.S. indices and sectors. The data suggests to us that as long as the stronger U.S. dollar is a problem, that small caps and large cap value are the best places to be within the U.S. equity market. Second, with more than half of S&P 500 results in, the softening and the earnings-related stats that we track have become more significant, though we still think there's another round of cleanup to forecast that needs to happen in early 2023. And third, sentiment on the growth trade and new economy has been deeply pessimistic, but it's been even worse in small caps and the old economy. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other major platforms. Now the details. Takeaway number one. As long as the stronger U.S. dollar is a problem, small caps and large cap value appear to be the best places to be within U.S. equities. We've been reading a lot about the hits that companies have taken to 3Q earnings from a stronger dollar over the past few weeks, as we've dug through earnings call transcripts. For many years, going global has been a growth strategy for many companies across many industries, but it's not helping right now. Our charts of the week remind us which parts of the U.S. equity market the stronger dollar poses the greatest challenge to from a revenue perspective right now. In these, we calculate, with the help of the RBC Elements team, the percent of revenues from international markets for large-cap, small-cap, the major sectors, as well as the growth and value indices, all based on 2021 data. In terms of size, we estimate that 21% of Russell 2000 revenues are international, compared to 30% for the S&P 500. At the sector level, we estimate that tech and materials have the most international exposure in both small-cap and large-cap, Communication services, energy, and industrials are also high relative to other sectors within the S&P 500. Looking at EMEA exposure specifically, we estimate that it's highest among the S&P 500 sectors for communication services and materials. Interestingly, large cap growth has significantly more international revenue exposure than large cap value, about 33% in growth versus 27% in value. But within small cap, growth and value actually have similar international revenue exposures. Moving on to takeaway number two, softening in the earnings backdrop has become more significant. Last week, we observed that clear signs of softening could be seen in the earnings related stats that we track, though the sharp cuts that many investors have clamored for remain elusive, with many companies declining to comment on 2023 until next year. With more than half of S&P 500 results in, that generally remains our take, though the softening did become more pronounced in most of the data sets we're watching. Here's a rundown on what jumps out to us at the moment on the earnings stats. First, 72% of companies are beating consensus on earnings for the S&P 500. That's a number that continues to trend below the levels we've seen in recent quarters. Additionally, the bottom-up 2023 consensus earnings forecast for the S&P 500 has fallen to 234, still well above our own forecast of 208, but down from 241 at the beginning of September. Moreover, the rate of upward revisions to FY1 and FY2 EPS forecast has fallen to about 33% for the S&P 500 broadly. Digging down deeper within that, the really important thing is that the pockets of resiliency we've been seeing on this particular metric have mostly evaporated, as the only sector still in positive EPS revision territory at the moment is utilities. Additionally, for 3Q2022, the implied EPS growth rate has actually inched up a little bit as revenue growth expectations have moved up a bit, but the problem we're starting to see is that margin expectations are coming down significantly for the quarter. In terms of what we're reading, the tone around demand has become a bit more mixed based on the transcripts from last week's that we got to, and with more TIMT results in, discussion about pauses in hiring are more in focus in the labor market discussion. We've also noticed in our transcript review that a few companies have been talking about getting more cautious on capex and or buybacks, and a few others have emphasized the need to pay down debt right now. Even though we do see signs of a more significant softening in the broader earnings stats, it's still worth noting that beats are being rewarded, particularly in energy, and that misses are being punished most severely in a handful of sectors that are grabbing the headlines, specifically communication services, tech, and materials. We'll wrap up with takeaway number three. Sentiment on the growth trade in the new economy has been deeply pessimistic, but it's been even worse in small caps in the old economy. We'll wrap up with this week's Pulse with some quick thoughts on sentiment and positioning. We get the best read on institutional investors' sentiment and positioning in the weekly CFTC data, specifically in asset manager positioning in U.S. equity futures contracts. The latest data released Friday and captured as of last Tuesday highlights how positioning in NASDAQ futures contracts among asset managers has been close to historical lows, and that helps to explain Friday's fierce snapback in the TIMT trade. But positioning has been even worse in the Russell 2000 and Dow futures contracts this year, as positioning on these data sets troughed well below all-time or financial crisis lows. In our view, that deeper pessimism supports the idea that U.S. equities are in a bottoming process, but from a contrarian's perspective, the setup seems more intriguing in small caps in the Dow, which is a proxy for the old economy and value, than growth in the new economy right now. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion, for thoughts on additional sectors from RBC's team of industry analysts.